Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another DMN one-on-one. And I'm sitting in the SAP Innovation Lab, high above the streets of New York, surrounded by a lot of people who are designing and developing and moving machinery about. So apologies for any thuds and crashes. My guest today is Mike Pallad, who's president of Underturn. Welcome. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for having me. And thank you. You've just jumped off a very interesting panel and come mm-hmm. to talk to us. I do appreciate that. And what I really want to talk to you about is the concept of synchronization when it comes to brand marketing and especially digital brand marketing mm-hmm. because something your panel was just addressing and something I'm hearing about all the time is the difficulty of both preserving a consistent, harmonious, orchestrated brand message and addressing all kinds of different people on different channels. That's one of the challenges you're, you're interested in, isn't it? Uh, that, that, absolutely, and, it, and it's, it's, a, it's one that's becoming ever more complex. So the, the more uh, channels of distribution that exist, the more platforms and, and digital mediums uh, that are, uh, people are consuming content with, uh, that means the audiences becomes more and more fractioned. Uh, and so what we try to do is make sure that we understand how to connect the dots um, through our creative uh, across this uh, specific audience, across the platforms and, and uh, the, the different mediums that they're consuming content on. And that is beyond just display, but video. And you also need to be able to understand how to reach those consumers within their social platforms as well. Well, to really kind of bring this down to, to cases, what I'm hearing from everyone is that the best way to engage today is to engage with a very well-defined community. We used to say segments, personas, people are now talking about mm-hmm. community. You need to reach a community which have a commonality of interest, not necessarily in your product or service, but something they're really obsessed by and you have to go and engage with them. But if you're engaging with a lot of these communities, you're going to need different specific relevant content mm-hmm. and yet you're going to have to synchronize it. How do you start to That's think about great. that? Well, I think one, it's a, it's a positive step forward. I, I think our industry uh, is coming from a point and the, and the pendulum swinging back a little bit like what we used to say, uh, spray and pray, right? Just right. reach as many people as possible and beat them over the head with a message that there may or may not be relevant to, to that individual. Uh, now because of, of technology, now in the way that I like to position undertone is, is we sit at that crock session between creative and data and distribution. Uh, so it's, to your point, it's not only being able to identify uh, the right audience uh, for that specific consumer, but it's also making sure you're delivering the right creative, uh, making sure that it's relevant to them, that they want to engage and learn more about that product or service. And it's also about making sure that once we find them and we engage with them, that we're able to find them again. And if we find somebody uh, that has showed interest in, in, a, in a product or service, uh, we know that they potentially will have intent. So bring them farther down that, that path of purchase and understanding that, that that creative worked on the, on the branding side, uh, let, let's re-engage them and give them an offer uh, to show more intent all the way down to that, that final path of purchase. Okay, I certainly want to come back to talk about engagement and conversion. But first of all, just to push this scenario a step further, uh, the value, of course, everyone acknowledges of engaging with these very well-defined communities, but also I'm hearing, and I just heard from one of your panelists, that there's a lot of value if it's not the brand doing the engaging, if mm-hmm. it's an influencer, if it's an individual, if it's a peer. That kind of stuff is valued much more by the audience. You seem to be stepping further and further away from the brand being able to control mm-hmm. what's going on. How do you find the balance? 
vocalist and having having a brand's voice being uh, being told through somebody that has an uh, that is more authentic that has a specific affinity towards uh, towards that brand uh, absolutely drives better engagement. So when you hear something from somebody that is, is trusted, your friend, uh, and they're um, uh, sharing stories around um, their affinity towards that brand, then that becomes a lot more engaging, much more authentic. Um, the way that we look at it at Undertone is is how do you leverage as uh, that platform is is or the social influence or marketing platform uh, as far as part of that synchronized messaging, right? So it can start with a uh, a message on on your mobile device, uh, following you back into a social ecosystem, and then even when you're there, you're going to see friends and followers mm -hmm. uh, also talking about that same message uh, and, and coming from voices other than just uh, first party coming from the brand. Yeah, it's a little precarious though, isn't it? If I'm a marketer and I've got an influencer out there who's a great advocate for my brand, and I maybe supply them with, with content, I encourage them, and then suddenly they say something which is nothing to do with my brand values at all. That, that's, mm -hmm. the, that's the risk, isn't it? It, it is, and, and it's still kind of the, the, the wild west in, in all areas, aspects of, of the social influencer space. And, and I think when you, uh, you you separate the different levels from the, the, the tier one superstars or athletes right. that are advocates of the brands, and, and you, you run the gamut of the problems that then maybe the next day they're, they're talking about another shoe brand. Yep. Uh, but when you look at more of the hyper-local uh, influencers that are out there, um, you want to make sure that there's a connection up front, uh, that there is a true affinity. You truly are passionate about uh, our brand or service or our product. Uh, this way, it, it lessens the risk down the line of, of, um, of something as, as you reference uh, happening. Okay, another aspect of synchronization is presenting a consistent message, not just to different audiences or communities in one country, but across countries, across cultures, and across languages, and of course across languages can be within one country. Mm -hmm. Now that's a, another challenge for brands because the very nature of digital marketing, almost everything is international these days, yes. but that must be a real uh, tough nut to crack. No, I mean, listen, I, I think the way that we look at, um, at, at digital advertising and being able to tell a synchronized message towards a brand, even if it's the same um, age demographic, uh, that message might be different, for instance, if you want to target the Hispanic community. So we spend a lot of time and resources around uh, understanding uh, how creative might change based off of the ethnicity of that person. Uh, and we feel whether it's the content that they're consuming, so so the platform they're engaging uh, or, or advertising on, um, or, their, or their likes, or what we know about them um, from understanding how they engage with creative in the past. Uh, you have to build that different creative story, and that story might be different, even, again, under the same age and under the gender, uh, but based off their nationality, even here in the U.S. And that's uh, another thing I keep hearing is that for a large brand, even for a medium-sized brand, you may be looking at hundreds of thousands of different creatives to reach this kind of audience, and that, mm -hmm. that raises uh, a couple of questions. One thing which I don't hear people talk about as much as I'd expect is digital asset management, mm -hmm. actually knowing where your creative is and what mm -hmm. it does and ta having it all tagged properly. And the other thing is being able to optimize it, knowing which creatives will work for different audiences. And that part of it takes us towards AI. So it's a kind of a double-headed question there. Take it in whichever order you like. No, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great question and a very relevant one right now. If you look at... Um, you know, and, and I look at Undertone as, as, a, as a corporation that's been around for 17 years. Uh, I think what they what they had right even 17 years ago is they solved for a specific problem. So I think the, the company initially was created because they said, you know what, 
display advertising really bad, right? right? So we are going to focus on creative. We're going to make sure uh, that we are in uh, places around premium content, and we're going to create premium experiences uh, because we know creative will drive better performance. Right. Um, Today's problem is, is much different, right? Because you think about all the different screens uh, that that uh, that digital media and, and, and content is running on, all the different platforms, all the different ways of distribution. So now, what Undertone has done is been able to solve for a new challenge, and it's a challenge that, that you bring up. It's the number of different assets that need to be created, uh, even to start the initial conversation, to start the initial part of a story that you want to tell, um, becomes. Um, uh, uh, very difficult for, for brands or agencies to execute. Yeah. So it starts with us as we have our own digital ad builder. So it's a technology that's allowed uh, to start and build the assets uh, of a creative ad unit uh, that then can seamlessly be dispersed across different plans, different screens, uh, and different platforms. And then to be able to optimize that using our data and technology uh, to base off of how people engage with that creative on that specific device um, is, is something that was a, a big investment of our company to figure out. And, and so to your point, it's, it's the, the audience has become so fragmented. Uh, if you are trying one by one to not only identify the audience, mm -hmm. but serve different creative yeah. uh, to each individual um, concepts of it, then, then it's going to be a very difficult task. And, th and that's the friction that we removed. Yeah. Okay, I, when you you have all these creatives, all these audiences, all these channels, one problem I think every brand faces is being heard above the noise because we're individuals, mm -hmm. we're swamped with content, my inbox is swamped, my recommendations are swamped. We can't deal with it all. Mm -hmm. It's very few pieces of content that break through. But the frustrating thing is it's not just expense and high quality. It's not necessarily the video you spend $100,000 on that's going to get attention. Mm -hmm. How do you think about breaking through the noise? Well, I, I think what we do differently, first of all, is, is you talk about that, that path of purchase, the, 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 full, the full funnel of, of advertising. Uh, it starts the highest level of, of branding. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what we do not do, and what we see so many companies do, is, is when, we, when we reach you and find you as, as a potential consumer for a brand, that may or may not show interest, and we see that you show interest, mm -hmm. then the synchronization part of, of the digital advertising will be able to bring you further down that path of purchase. But on the other side of that, if you do not show interest, to continue to pound you with that same <laughs> ad, that same yes. message, no. uh, not only is it painful experience, yeah. uh, but it's, it's a waste of the brand's money and, yeah. and not effective. Um, so I think that's what we do differently. So when we talk about synchronized branding, it could also go the opposite way. If you don't sh uh, show us that you are engaged or have interest, uh, then we move on to the next person. Okay. And this word engaged, I hear it all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I heard it cited by people on your panel as a really important KPI, customer engagement. And I hear people saying, when you're storytelling, whether through video or some other medium, you really need to tell a story which people can relate to. It's not transactional. It's not about here's our product, here's mm -hmm. our service. It's about telling a story. Have you come across the problem that you get a very engaged audience who love the content, keep coming back for, for the content, but aren't at all interested in the product. In other words, engagement to conversion, because you want to get to conversion in the end, don't you? Uh, uh, absolutely, and, and that, that's going to rely on the, on the type of content that you create. So if a brand is, is um, a part of or sponsored specific content that not only uh, starts at the beginning, so the initial engagement of a potential consumer, but they've been able to continue that relationship and continue that conversation with that consumer, 
even if there's no interest, direct interest in, in, a, in a KPI or an action of that brand, um, that brand being um, around the content that is interesting to that audience uh, creates brand affinity. Right. Uh, so still is, is, has value for, for brands that, that can look at um, that potential offering in, in a way uh, that is allowing them to engage with content that they want. Right, so being top of mind is, is an important first step. Uh, brand lift and top of mind and, and being associated with, with content that resonates with the with a potential consumer is absolutely important. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little here and ask you a question which you asked your panel and you, we haven't prepared for this. So. Okay. Uh oh. Can you, have you got an example of a brand which really did a good job of telling the right story with the right technology or right channel at the right time? Um, I mean, absolutely. We, we work with um, with so many impressive brands that, that I think just just get it right, and, and they're all listed on our website. And we have case studies, <laughs> uh, so I need to protect myself here because uh, we, we only have uh, a little bit of time, so I can go through all of them. But I think BMW is a is a classic example of somebody that just understands um, how to leverage the different platforms and the different types of creative within the digital ecosystem, uh, and, and being able to create awareness up front of uh, of a new luxury automotive, as, as an example, uh, to pull people down and allow us to build creative that gives people a little bit more in-depth um, uh, feeling or experience with, with that car. So build your car, take a 360 view around the interior of the oh, car. Yeah, yeah. Um, so bringing them down that path. That, so now there's interest, there's intent, uh, all the way down to um, let me tell you about places that are close to you that you can stop in for, for a special offer to actually test drive the car. Um, and, and again, BMW is, is one of, of many clients that we're fortunate to, to work with, uh, but that's an example of, of somebody that understands the importance of synchronized messaging if, if to drive people down to a specific action that, that you're trying to get to. Okay, well, we'll put a link to your website so people can also click and see the other that. brands thank that, you. that you work with. Mike, great conversation. Thanks for joining and us. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone, look out for the next one-on-one. -on -one.